I am thrilled to be here today with Adam Russo, the uh, cost containment expert. Adam, thanks for being here. And just take a moment to, to tell us what, what you do. What do I do? First, I want to say thank you, Justin, for inviting me on. Can I say that first? Absolutely. It's, it's a, I'm honored to be on your uh, show. I appreciate it. And what do I do? It's pretty simple. You know, when I started this company over 20 years ago, we had one mission. And that was to ensure that every single person in this country, every American, has access to high-quality, low-cost healthcare. That's, it seems like an easy thing, right? High-quality, low-cost. I mean, when you buy a TV, what do you want? High-quality, low-cost. But for some reason, all these years later, it's something that we still don't have. So, Adam, do you feel like you've made progress over the last 20 years, and how so? Pretty simple. People now actually care about health care. And more and more self-funded employers are realizing that they are empowered to actually have some control of what they're doing with health care. And, you know, year after year after year, it seems, all that would happen is that the human resources department would meet with their broker, and their broker would say the same thing every single year, right? All right, what's your option? This year, okay, we have to increase copay, increase your deductibles, increase premiums, or let's give worse health care to your employees and their family members. I mean, what is that? That at some point, there's a tipping point, right, where that has to change. And more and more employers finally realized, you know, there's something I could do about the second biggest expense I have in my company. Adam, I want to come back to taking control and <laughs> realizing that there is opportunities for companies. But first, you mentioned access to information and how important it is for, for employees, for users of healthcare to have access to information. Just last week, I was talking to a doctor and we were talking about pharmacy. And how sometimes doctors prescribe medications, oftentimes they have no idea how much they cost. And, he, and the number one thing he said is we need to have that access at point of prescription so that we can help people make wise decisions. You know, you bring up a great point, right? It's not even the fact of how much it costs. They have no idea how much it's going to cost that patient. You know, what's their copay? Is it $100 for a brand? Is it $50 for a generic? They have no idea. So that's really where it comes down to changing the entire system and giving people access to that information. But here's the problem. We hear about transparency all the time. Right. The issue is, though, that people see transparency as being one thing, the price. So if I went to you and I said, okay, here are two cars, right? As I like to say in Boston, cars, right? There's two cars, okay? <laughs> One's 100000 and one's 50000 Which one would you assume, Justin, has a better quality? $100,000 car. And that's the problem, is that when you have price transparency and a person knows they can go to two different facilities, two different surgeons, one's hundred grand, the other one's fifty. they're making that same assumption, that that $100,000 facility has to be better than the $50,000 facility. And that's just not the case. In order for all of this to really work, you have to have transparency, not only when it comes to the cost, but also the quality, not just the quality of the actual facility, but the quality of the actual surgeons within the facility. When people have access to both of those things, 
just like they do with a television, that's when we're going to see a change. And that doesn't matter if it's pharmaceuticals. It doesn't matter if it's a surgery. It doesn't matter if it's some condition. In every single situation, you need both. And we're now starting to see, really, it's slow, but we're starting to actually see people having access to both. Both price and quality of care. So, Adam, where do, where do leadership teams start? That's the thing. Where do they have control? So it starts with actually wanting to know, do you want to actually control how you design that actual plan? That's the first step. Designing that plan to meet the needs and risks of your own population. And guess what, Justin? You cannot do that unless you have access to that data. Your own claims data will tell you where the risks are, where they're not, what you need to focus on. Because at the end of the day, you can't focus on everything. You have to pick certain things that are the true risk issues for your population. Start there, design that benefit plan to deal with those issues, and then take the next steps. Right. We, we have to prioritize the risks of the plan based on our demographics. So what's step two? Really simple. So now first you have the new plan design. Great. Now you have to educate the actual population of your company, right? Whether it's the, the employees, their family members, et cetera, into caring about the overall cost of care. So right now, and I see this with employers too. So right now, let's say there's a, um, a claim comes in for $500,000, right? Mm -hmm. What does that patient see? That patient doesn't look at, oh man, there's a $500,000 bill. They look at it and say, oh, I got a $5,000 deductible. Oh, I have a $200 copay. That's what they see. What does the employer see? Not the $500,000 bill. They go, oh, I have a $50,000 specific deductible before stop loss kicks in. That's great that I have stop loss. So they're looking at it as they're on the hook for the first 50. And thank goodness they have stop loss to cover the rest. Those two things that I just mentioned are the problem. Nobody is looking at the entire bill, maybe but for the stop loss carrier. So how do you make the plan design changes to incentivize the population to actually care about the entire bill? That's what we've done with our employees. And how do you do that? Incentivizing them, getting them to actually care about the cost of care. And you do that through cash, money. Mm -hmm. That's what you have to do. You have to get your employees to realize, here's the whole bill. If you're willing, we're not going to force you to, but if you're willing to look at different options, quality, price, et cetera, and you actually choose a facility and a surgeon that has the highest quality, but at the lowest cost, you'll be rewarded for it. That's the key. And once you do that with one person and there's that water cooler talk, guess what? It spreads. And now right. every single one of your employees is doing the exact same thing. Right. The last step there is instead of having, you know, an annual enrollment period, which everyone does. And what do you talk about during enrollment? Here's how you sign up. Here are your options. Here's platinum. Here's gold. Here's bronze, et cetera. Why aren't you treating your healthcare expenses the exact same way you look at every other thing you do at your company? Meaning training, education, workshops. We have mandatory workshops where our employees are told in a meeting, this is what the incentives are in the plan. This is what something costs. Here's what an MRI costs here. Here's what an MRI costs at this place. 
educating the employee population through workshops where they're seeing the whole picture mm -hmm. and how it not only can benefit them, but how it benefits the entire plan, which means in future years, you're not going to see 20% premium, premium hikes. You'll actually see prices go down. And that's the key. It, that's the story, right? That, that's the importance for, for broker consultants and, and leadership teams themselves to drive the story that, hey, employees, if, if you take a little bit of time to be a wise consumer, we're going to keep these premiums down. It's going to help you. Wow, what an awesome episode. As you know, guys, healthcare is extremely complex and complicated, hard to understand. And it, a lot of it's driven by lack of transparency from hospitals, insurance companies, and big pharmaceutical companies. That's why I'm so passionate about disrupting healthcare in the coming weeks. Uh, be excited. We have Amazon Care uh, and what they're doing in the healthcare industry to disrupt for the better, uh, as well as a couple others. So I'm looking forward and stay tuned.